Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Glittercast. I'm Renee Watt, a professional psychic, witch, and your host. Today's episode features the delightful Karen Rontowski, and we kind of just talk about everything. <laughs> it's really nice whenever I can sit with another reader and just sort of shoot the shit. And with her being a podcast host as well, it was just a really fun time talking about all of the spooky things. This is going to be my last episode of the Glittercast for 2020. I'm just going to take two weeks off, but I'll be coming back strong next year. 2020 has been a lot. You all know that. And I just need a little bit of a break. <laughs> so uh, I will have a witch doctorate episode coming out, though, on the 21st for Capricorn season. So keep your eyes and ears open for that. And on with the show. So I'm just going to jump right into it. <laughs> Welcome to the Glittercast. I'm here with, I'm sure most of my listeners know who you are. I'm here with Karen Rontowski. Yay, Paranormal Karen, right? Paranormal Karen. <laughs> I, I've i had paranormal conversations with you. I've been on your podcast and I don't know your story. So I'm really excited to know how, like, how did you just like, how? Like, that's always my question for people in this industry. How? <laughs> <laughs> that's where we start. Um, you know, I, uh, I actually, uh, it's very interesting. Paranormally, uh, I think it's very funny. It's almost the same story with paranormal as it is with comedy, which is like, I think I was born with this curiosity and I was born with a knowing and, um, there was the horn to, uh, to say you're right. Yeah. You we're recording outside for, <laughs> for COVID safety. Yes. It's beautiful. Um, and, uh, so I, I just, as I was, as a little kid, first of all, I had an imaginary friend and his name was Ben. And I still, to this day, remember having conversations with him and I still believe he is my spirit guide. Yeah. Um, but I always was trying to move things with my mind, like all kinds of stuff like that. And the very first real paranormal experience I had where everything I think was, um, I, I want to say it was reinforced, but actually it's more it reinforced everyone in my family. Okay. Is uh, my sister had, is three years older than me and she had epilepsy. And when we were kids, we would have to drive. We didn't live near the beach, so it would be a big deal to go to Cape Cod and or whatever beach we went to. And uh, one day we went and there were these enormous waves and she didn't go in because she was worried about having a seizure. So finally, just before we're supposed to go home... She goes, all right, I'll go in and try. And she goes in and goes over one huge wave. And I'm about 20 feet from her. I'm not good with distance or details like that. But she's standing right next to my father. And she turns around and looks at me and she screams, oh, my God, I'm going to have a seizure. So I run over to her and she puts her arms around my neck and she's, her, she's sort of sitting on my hip. And uh, I start to run into shore. And then, and we're kids, so nobody's really that heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and then in my head, I hear, no, no turn around and go out, go out deeper. And I was like, okay. So I turned around and I started running out deeper into the water 
And then this enormous wave came, and my father said, the only thing that made it over the crest was her head, and if we had been in any further, we would have been on, like, the crash and pulled into the undertow. Yeah. So when we got to shore, I said to my dad, why didn't you grab her when she screamed? And he said, she never screamed. And then I said to her, tell him that you screamed, and she said, I froze. So, Whoa. Yes. So that was, like, straight telepathic. I'm like getting teary-eyed because it's just like <laughs> such a sweet sister story yeah I have I my sister is like the my sister's on my podcast sometimes I am so lucky with the sister that I have mm-hmm, but that I think was um uh one of the, that was sort of one of the first experience experience I remember like that uh but that was sort of the reinforcement that I think because I never really um I don't ever remember questioning it Right. You know, some people I didn't believe and then had an experience. I feel like I was just born into it and no. Yeah. One. Like it was just like this, like it made sense. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> I totally get that. It's like how I am now. And I think you're probably like this too, because you, you, you know, sometimes like your listeners might all believe, but they have a day job where they can't say it. And I think you're always like me where you're more surprised when you run into someone who doesn't believe or hasn't had an experience like that. That's true. I know. And I feel like the only thing that I have that keeps me grounded is that my partner's not in this world (laughs) because it's just like everyone that I talk to is just like saying crazy shit all the time. And I'm like, yeah, no, that makes sense. You probably did see an alien. Like you probably probably had an alien come to you and upgrade your DNA that like that happened. And (laughs) yeah, I get it. When you meet people who don't, you're like, oh, wait, I've got to readjust. Like, yeah, I've got to readjust what I talk about here. You know what kills me is when I do readings, I will often say this and I think, why do you say this? But I always go, okay, this is going to sound weird. And I'm like, they came to a psychic. We're already in weird. What could get weirder? Just don't say that. Just say, here's the here's the news. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I know. Sometimes if it's really out there, I'll give a disclaimer. Like, this is going to be, I don't always go this woo, but for you... That's a great way to put it. You've got this much woo that I have to talk to you about. Yes. Uh, um, When it came down to Ben, your imaginary friend, do you think that he's still hanging out or do you think he kind of changed into something else? I think he is still here or the, um, you know, probably his name wasn't Ben, but he... I see him as the emperor and I feel like he's my guide that's with me all the time. And I've had other, when someone, when I go to reading for someone, someone has like described him perfectly. Like, I think that's, that's who he is. Obviously, like he probably has a different name somewhere else. Right. Um, but you know what else is interesting? When I was a little kid, I, I, everyone made fun of me cause I used to walk around and I used to say busagasa bus over and over. They're like, look at this, she made up that word busagasa bus. So literally two years ago, I just for kicks, I Googled, is there a patron saint of psychics and mediums? There is. There is, and his name is Agabus. <gasps> Saint Agabus. Oh my gosh. So I wonder now, like I have a little medal of his. I found one on Etsy and I bought it. But I wonder like uh, if he was there when I was, that's why I believed, you know? Yeah. That's so interesting. Were you raised with a Catholic background? No, I actually had a really good, my mom was raised Catholic and my dad was an agnostic. Okay. So when they got married, my mom went to the Catholic church and said, um, what do you think about marrying an agnostic and all this? And they said, you know what you're supposed to do. And they pushed her away. And then she went to the Methodist church and they were like, well, that's cool. Here's our information. And, you know, if you want, 
And so she became Methodist, and it was, it's like, I almost feel, thank God I was raised that. Yeah. <laughs> People, Catholic Church, you know, if you love it, good for you, but it causes a lot of damage. Yeah, it really does. I was raised Catholic. And also, it's you said it perfectly with it, like, you know what you're supposed to do. It's just like a very controlling, in my experience, a very controlling yeah. sort of religion. And um, there were, like spiritual control issues that I had within my family where like I was not allowed to be completely open about what I wanted to believe in. It was very convoluted, but wow. <laughs> yeah, I have friends that I feel, um, it's so funny. Cause I was reading this. I, I re, there's, I never don't read tarot books. Like it's all I read. And there's this one yeah. called the rabbi's tarot and it's like an unbelievable encyclopedia of each card. And they were saying how, um, uh, the magician is, you know, magic turning white light into an intention. And they were saying how then there's occult, ma- they call it, it's all occult, but they call it black magic. And one of the things they listed for black magic was making people feel guilty. Oh, well, huh. Yeah, as you're <laughs> using your intent to control another person. And I thought, well, that's very interesting. That is, yeah, because that's like, that's like so on brand for the Catholic Church. Exactly, <laughs> yes, that's what I thought. So, yeah. Uh, what are your favorite, um, I just interviewed Michelle T, who wrote Modern Tarot. Oh. Have you read that one? I haven't, I gotta get it. It's really good. It's really, really uh. good. She does, like, she even writes little spells and stuff for, the, like, the, oh. that you can do with the different cards and, like, how to survive. So I was just curious what some of your favorite tarot books are. Uh, well, there's a couple, but uh, Rabbi's Tarot is so interesting because, like I said, it almost reads like an encyclopedia, like I'm highlighting in it now. And I swear to God, every paragraph, I'm like, why am I even highlighting? If you're highlighting the whole thing, that that doesn't yeah. help. Um, it's such an in-depth study of the writer weight deck. Yeah. And when I was first reading probably 10 or 15 years ago, it made zero sense to me. Right. It was so intense. And then one day I opened it and like that. And now I can't put it down. In fact, I get up every morning and I do I write it and I make notes with it. Um, so that's really my favorite. There's another one called um, Numerology and the Divine Triangle. Ooh. Yes. And they do it through numerology and they have very short um, synapses of the card that goes with that numerology. Yeah. Yet... It's such a great short um, thing that it's it was so helpful to me when I started out. I feel like numerology is what saved me because otherwise the minor arcana, it's like, how am I going to memorize all these fucking cards? Yeah. And then it's like, well, <laughs> just learn one through ten and learn the suits and then you'll figure it out. Yes. It's funny because I'm getting ready. In fact, you're going to be on my January 1st podcast with predictions. And I was thinking, I want to do some of mine this year through the difference of 2020 as a four and 2021 as a five. Yeah, I know. I was like, I was thinking about that difference too, because I think I'm like, I don't want to step on your episode. Well, (laughs) no, no, do whatever you want. We're all good. Well, I just like, I like, I mean, I think that's like so much about Okay, so this year is like, was it a four or was it a 22? Like, were we, and I think that we were ah. definitely like, 22 is the master builder, and we definitely have been like trying to rebuild. But five to me is so much about like breaking the mold and being experimental and being okay with the fact that you're like a hot fucking mess. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like, be, like also being comfortable with destruction and being comfortable with like the change that comes with it. 
You know, I uh, actually, it was so amazing because the cards that I picked, I went with the five, with the four, which was Emperor, mm-hmm. um, the eight, which is um, Strength. Yeah. Wait, four and four, eight. Yeah. And then 13, which is Death. Mm-hmm. And it was like the Emperor being replaced by the Strength Patriarchy, yeah. by Matriarchy, Death card, End of Stagnation, Let's Do It. Oh. And... Five was Hierophant. Yep. Um, Temperance. And I can't remember the third. Um, I can't remember the third. We should be able to figure this out, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's almost like really the end of systems. Yeah. And the balancing out, the temperance. So I got to look. I got to do a little further, but I I thought it's a very... Because fives are not my favorite. Fives can be unbalanced or... They're so unbalanced. Yeah. It's so... It's like a hot mess. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm kind of like, is a four worse than a five? Everyone's going to think so, but this was really the death card. Getting it all done and out. Let's do it now. Yeah. Because it's like... I mean, for me, four is like, what does our foundation look like? Mm. And our foundation is fucked. Yeah. know what I mean? So this was like a messy four, but yeah, I think five is super unbalanced. When I was like, when I was in my year five, like my shit was all over the place. It was good for me, you know, but I was all over the place. And then I'm like, I look back at my year five and I'm like, oh, so self-awareness just wasn't a thing for you. Like, (laughs) that's so funny. I am, when I do, when I read for someone, I do their, what year they're in. Uh-huh. And some people do like the year, like 2020, but I do birthday to birthday. Yeah. And whenever it's a five, I'm always like, well, uh, <laughs> the fives are full of surprises. Yeah. Let's hope you have all positive surprises. But yeah. I, and then if they're in a six, I'm like, oh, thank God you're out of your five. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. Cause then it's like, okay, you get to just chill out. But I know five is just like, it's like the teenager. It's like the rebellious teenager fucking lunatic yeah my so I don't know how deep you've gotten into numerology but I do like my life path number my year number and then like my secondary life path number which is just the month and the day that you're born and so my secondary life path number is a five and so I'm like that crazy is just baked right in wow you said this (laughs) you know I haven't actually it's very funny because that not only is that on my list to go back and review that because I only do the personal year. Yeah. You know, that's how I kind of read. Like I can go yeah. further, but I like to read a year. I like your way better, by the way, from birthday to birthday versus year to year. Is well, it, it yeah. made more sense when you read me last time? Oh, good. I, well, I feel like I have another friend that reads year to year, but I always think, so everybody clicks over at once. It doesn't make, that doesn't resonate yeah, with no, me. No, that makes, it's true. It makes sense. Yeah. So you said, um, what's your secondary life path is just the month and day. Yeah. So mine is 817, which is 8 and 8, which is 16, which would be 7. Yeah. Interesting. Sevens are in- interesting. I didn't know if you wanted to get into numerology. Yeah, but- I mean, we can. I just, I felt like I didn't have a real plan here. I just, like, thought we would have fun talking to each you other. Like, Karen can just talk forever, so why I would like I we worry? both can. Well, the thing is, like, if you're interviewing another podcast host, it's more natural. You don't have to pull yeah. shit out of people, I feel like. Yeah. How do exactly. you feel about the number seven? I'm like, right as you take a drink of your water, why don't we talk about <laughs> it's quick. <laughs> um, you know, it's very interesting because I talked to you about this last time. I, I know very little about astrology, mm-hmm. but two things. Um, so I'm a life path one. Okay. Okay. Um, and then it's interesting that it's a seven. Now this is what I'm not, I have to learn more about astrology. So, or numerology. So please feel free to correct me, but I always feel like a seven is an internal year and asking Mm -hmm. 
Am I in the right place? Am I doing the right thing? And they can be heavy, but fives are a different type of heavy. They're like an emotional letting go. Yeah. And sevens are more pondering and, and, and asking. I think, and I think seven is more sensitive. I think it's one of the more like psychically sensitive numbers. And I also think that because of that, you have to be really fucking careful about being deceived and deception. Like for oh. me, whenever I see like a seven of cups or a seven of swords, I'm like, oh fuck, like you're not seeing you're not seeing it right. Like, or something like there's something, there's a piece missing where it's just like, there's an illusion happening. So that's another reason why I think it's good to be like reflective and internal. So you can sort out what your reality is and what's happening around you. You know, I think that's interesting. And when you did my astrology, which was fantastic, by the way, folks, if you haven't gotten astrology reading from Renee yet, get it. Um, that there's the two that are in my eighth house right house Mm -hmm. of money and sex yeah i'm trying to remember what they were i know your lilith was one of them lilith is one of them and the other one or maybe it's not that house the other one is about being a medium or like it's right there i can't remember i can't remember if i looked at your chart i'd be able to tell you yes yes well (laughs) yeah it's fun no i think we did look a little bit at like psychic points in the chart and i think that i think that if you look at your mercury in your chart it can give you information about what kind of a psychic ability you have because Mercury is communication. So if you have Mercury in an air sign, you might be clairaudient. If you have Mercury in a water sign, you might be more empathic. Um, in an earth site, that might be like psychometry or being able to just like feel the energy of a room. That would be like more body. And then for fire, I mean, fire is so unpredictable. I feel like it could almost come in downloads or... Or like a cerebral empath, like, you know, when you can't get people's thoughts out of your shit and you get obsessive. Like, I almost feel like that, that could be, fire is a tricky one. (laughs) That's so interesting. I think, I think it was Claire Audience, and I know that um, this website came down, but there was a website where you put in your birth chart and literally every single thing on it had a drop down menu. So Uh it was so, it was, you could spend hours on it. It was unbelievably clear and it always said I should be a medium, which is interesting because that's something I'm working on, but I don't grasp that immediately. Like uh, the tarot and the psychic stuff, I think I grasp faster, but it's always very specifically a medium. I wonder if your Mercury was in your eighth house because eighth house is ruled by Scorpio, which is the underworld. I think mediumship m- might show up with Mercury in either the eighth or the twelfth house, um, or if there's an aspect. <clears throat> my throat chakra. I don't know what's going on with it. Um, <laughs> Everybody's lately. <laughs> I, uh, I think too, I did two readings earlier too. So maybe I'm like holding on to someone else's throat chakra energy, but me, yeah, I think everyone too. But I think it also depends on like where your mercury is making aspects too. If there's a aspect to Pluto, that could be an indication. So, so interesting. <laughs> very so interesting. A very convoluted, you know, like I, I think I studied astrology for three years before I could do it professionally. And I'm like, that's almost a fucking bachelor's degree. <laughs> oh, it is. It's one of the hardest. I really think it's, um, it, you know, I actually started a class online that was Vedic astrology. Mm-hmm. And it's the more that you learn, the more you learn that you don't know. I still feel that way. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and then... Um, it was very funny because the, there's only a couple of things I remember, but I remember what was in the 12th house in the Vedic. And the guy was like, because he would, he would give these examples, but they were always very odd examples. And one of the things, <laughs> people whose uh, some, something is in the 12th house love to cuddle up in bed and, 
in their blankets or their sheets or something. And I was like, that is so me. Yeah. Like, what a weird thing to pull out. But, you know, I sleep on a futon with satin sheets. I'm still not an adult. I sleep on a futon, <laughs> but I have satin sheets and I just can't get out from under them. And yeah. I thought, wow, that's it's like, really interesting. I'll cuddle that with courage. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I know astrology can pull out really weird things. I want to like, I have to plug your reading a little bit too, though, because we trade, we did a trade. And Karen read my my cards, like a psychic tarot reading, and like almost everything you said was going to happen is like has happened. Oh, good, good. So, I, hope, I mean, I think I hope it was all good. It was, yeah. <laughs> and like, there's a couple things that were good that haven't happened yet that you said would happen like after the beginning of the year. But I, and so now I'm all psyched. I'm like, all oh, this shit happened. So okay. now the good, like now the really good thing's going to happen. <laughs> Great. I think too. It's funny. I think we did that trade. Like everything is good now, but I feel like. Do you feel like this? Like, I feel like right now, between December and January, the timelines are still undecided for the country. Yeah, yeah. And I, we have a big, I'm going to talk about this on your podcast, but we have a big sort of, it's called um, the Great or the Grand Conjunction happening on December 21st. And it's oh. kind of like, it's kind of marking a new age of Aquarius as well. Great. So I think like that's kind of when we get a shift um, and then there will be like, we'll talk about it on your pro. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you'll have, to, it's like, I'm going to plug it. So like, awesome. listen to Karen's New Year's <laughs> predictions and you'll get the story. Yes. Literally <laughs> January 1st is the Friday when it'll come out. We did just have eclipses and we're in, the, we're, well, we just had a lunar eclipse and we have a solar eclipse coming up. And I think that that energy is always really feels really unpredictable, but I think everyone right now is just like, this year just is like a wash at this point. People are just like, it's hard because people are just trying to like, just like get through it. But January 1st isn't necessarily marking a new timeline. Yeah. And they're trying, I actually, yeah, I feel like February is when everything at least starts to change. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, everything feels uh, foggy right now. Like extra foggy. I was just talking to my best friend in the car and I was like, am I hearing this? Am I in, am I in the right spot? It's very, very odd. But it also feels like the weird time of like anything could happen. And I mean that in a good way too. Yeah, I know. I think we're all just so used to bad news that we're like, fuck, anything can happen. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And it's all going to get jammed in at the last month. That's what I always feel like. You get all the lessons at once in the last month. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this, especially this last solar eclipse happening on the 14th, uh, the last solar eclipse of the year. I mean, solar eclipse energy. I feel like when I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, you look fucking tired. Like- I feel like I'm not looking as he- like as healthy and as vibrant as I normally do, and I just like I'm feeling out of it. And well, you do look as great as you always. You always look fantastic. <laughs> you. Um, but you know, there's something interesting about that perception, and because I've been doing that too, where one minute I'm like you're a hundred years old, and then another <laughs> minute I'm like I'm not so bad for my age. But my friend talks about, um, she talks about alien stuff. Jessa Reed. Yeah. She talks about. Sometimes your avatar changes. Oh. And I sort of got a new avatar this year. Like, I started taking care of myself. So, yeah. everybody's like, you get a new avatar. But there are, like, it can change morning to afternoon. Like, I hate myself today. I love myself this afternoon. Like, it's really, um, it's so shifty right now. I have theories about that, about the multiverse being very, very real. And our consciousness is just clicking through different versions of ourselves. And like that feels like it could be an avatar shift to me as well. Sometimes I feel like um, 
there might be a version of me who dies and then I like absorb like a piece of her. So like, I don't know. It's fucking weird. It gets weird up there. In my I brain. love that though. <laughs> I think that's all, that's kind of perfect. When it comes to like you feeling like your avatar has changed, do you, do you really feel like you notice that and are aware of it after that concept was brought into your mind? Um, I do. I do in the way that, um, like I said, I mean, maybe some days I've had too much salt and my skin is puffy and the next day I didn't and it's not. Yeah. But I do kind of feel like that. There's another thing too. And this year, like I, for a while there, I let my hair go gray and I, you know, like I have a comedy special that's going viral and I'm always like, I wish I had cared about my hair back then, but I didn't. <laughs> um, because I literally look 20 years older in the special uh, than now, but yeah. it was pretty much my, I could have taken better care of myself. I could have done it better. Yeah. But I do kind of feel like that where the avatar does change. And here's the other thing too. It's how people see us and how we see ourselves can sometimes be years apart. Yeah, I think that's super true. Especially like, I think that there are all these people who run around with their psychic energy not necessarily under control. And so they might like with their third eye be seeing into the past. Or into ah. the future, like when you glamorize someone. Yes. And you're like, they're not there yet. Like, and all you're seeing is potential. And it's like, you get caught up in that weirdness too. You know what else? I uh, I never have done this before. And I started watching makeup videos, which are actually really interesting. When, when a makeup artist has a really good personality, they're yeah. really <laughs> interesting. And um, this lady finally said something, not, her, not like she finally said something, but... F- I feel like when I take a picture of myself in my iPhone, I'm always like, I don't think I look like that. And uh-huh. I've seen young girls who are gorgeous put up photos that I was like, like one lady, one girl I know had an eating disorder and her her pictures are always a little distorted. Like I'm like, she is so beautiful. Why is this the picture she chose? And I thought maybe it was in her mind because she had an eating disorder, so she's seeing herself differently. Yes. But when this makeup artist said, well, your iPhone is going to distort yours, I was like, thank you. And I don't, I know, it's very strange, but I know my iPad, I have the newest iPad out, doesn't, like, I look phenomenal in my iPad, but in my <laughs> iPhone, I'm like, what happened to your face? <laughs> so, uh, so it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting reflection. That is interesting. I mean, I've never even made that connection that sort of like that our phones even could be promoting body dysmorphia, like that our phones could even be like, I've, I had a really weird fucking experience once I, I lived with someone who was bulimic and I knew she was bulimic. It was like hard to hide. We shared a bathroom and I had gotten out of the shower one day and this is the only time it's ever happened to me, but I looked down and like my thighs were fucking huge. And, like, I, like, physically, like, was touching myself. And I was, like, you are 30 pounds heavier than, like, 50 pounds heavier than you were. And, like, 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 that's what my body looked like to me. Like, to the point where I was, like, I, like, talked to Ryan about it, Ryan Singer. And I was, like, I think I shapeshifted, but I can't tell because, like, Uh, it was so fucking real. Or you picked up her. I picked up her dysmorphia. Yeah. I'm going to sneeze in a minute. Okay. <laughs> well, that, you know, sneezing yeah. is supposed to be an indication that it's correct, too. Oh, is it? Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Good. I apologize. I just sneezed that way. Cause That's I, okay. Yeah. All of a sudden, all those COVID thoughts go through your head. I know. Yeah. I hate sneezing in public now. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, even I though I know. have a mask on, I still, like, 
caught, like sneeze into my hand and I like. And sometimes I sneeze <laughs> into my mask and that's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a friend called me and I think she said, she said, do you think there's a, a, a demon of codependency? And I was like, I, I know they have books on fairies where they say like the fairy of low self-esteem or they say the fairy of, um, and it's emotions or bad things we think about, but a fairy of self-doubt. Yeah. So I think if it is a demonic thing, or it's probably not under the title demon of bulimia. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's a demon of distortion. Yeah. And demon's such a big word. I don't want to use it. Spirit of distortion. Yeah. That she has on her. And maybe for a minute you caught that. Like in yeah. the passing, it was like. Ooh. It was like fucking troubling. Because like yeah. I just had to breathe. Like I I remember breathing and just saying to myself over and over again, this isn't real, this isn't real, this isn't real. Like like a little kid would do if they were pulling a blanket over their head. Like I've never experienced something like that ever. Wow. It was just so, but you're right. Like I wonder if it, if it could be an attachment. Yeah, like a, or a, a, whether it's its own being or whether it's an energy. Because also, I mean, you being so psychic, you may have been just like seeing what she sees. Mm-hmm. I know. And what's so fucked up is we'll never know what it was. Like, we never really have an answer. You really right. have to be okay with that working in this industry, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And in Hollywood, it probably lives rampant here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I it's true. If we could just be like animals that are like, this is what I made of. I just want to eat this leaf. Oh, is it a leaf? Okay. Have your leaf. Have your... Oh, you're all done with it. She's like... <laughs> <laughs> she little bit and spit it out. She wants to be one of the girls. Yeah. There are sometimes I run away from the mirror, but uh, yeah, it's... Uh... Yeah, pick her up. Give her that love. <laughs> um, Karen but... cannot resist Voodoo's charms. Oh, my God. I'm so in love. Oh, look at you. And <laughs> I know, I can't resist dogs anyways. Yeah, and she's a really cute one. She's she going after is. your crystal. She's trying to eat your crystal. <laughs> she wants my shungite. Well, how about that? <laughs> Which actually they can eat the powder, but um, but you shouldn't eat a big whole rock. That's ridiculous. Oh, but they can probably hear him sniffing. <laughs> yeah, she's like licking and sniffing, and she's yeah. a happy girl. She just like got fixed two weeks ago, so she's just like glad she feels better. That's how, yes, we're all better with less hormones, huh? <laughs> ah, <that's about> it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, uh, I, I, you know, I always feel like no roommates unless it's someone I'm in love with because mm-hmm. I think it can get real bleed over kind of. Yeah, it was rough. My, la- my last roommate situation. <clears throat> for sure. But you know, now I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you're good. It's just that sort of like, I had to do it because of the LA is expensive. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's getting less, though, as everyone moves out. Everyone's leaving. I know. It's crazy. Yeah, my apartment building has so many openings, and I'm like, now is the time to ask for all that you want and say, or I'll move out. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm curious if you've had any sort of, like, I don't know, extreme paranormal experiences that, like, you're like, well, where do you, what do you want me to talk about? Like your face just shit, like changed so much. You're like, yeah, what do you want? Like, <laughs> what are some of your favorite, like experience stories? Well, my, actually my new favorite, um, which I apologize if anyone listens to my podcast that this is a repeat, but um, usually my readings are pretty, you know, 
straightforward. Yeah. Um, actually, my comedy album is about how someone came over to my house when I didn't know this much about it, and we did, um, we did a witch spell, a fairy spell, and I knew nothing about fairies yeah. and got an attachment. And it's a whole comedy special that should be out next year. Um, So that's actually a very interesting story. But because Paranormal was, I always did tarot, but Paranormal was my sort of gateway, ghost hunting and that kind of stuff. And I've had two crazy, really crazy experiences. Um, One was when I went through a wormhole. Ooh. And I was with this other lady who uh, was a medium. And she was my good friend at that time. And she would come with me sometimes on gigs. And we were driving from L.A. I picked her up. She lived in, like, San Luis Obispo or down that way. And uh, she, I was like, I got a gig in Tempe. Or, no, I got a gig in Yuma. Mm-hmm. When you come with me, hang. We'll stay in the hotel. Go home. So uh, I pick her up. And we're driving down the 405. Which, by the way, I used to live in San Diego. And I lived where the 5 and the 8 crossed. Okay. So I know it. I know the 163. I know the 805. I know those freeways inside and out. And I know every exit leading up to that cross. Yeah. And so we're driving down. We stop in Carlsbad and we get gas. And I have the receipt for my taxes. It has a timestamp on it. We get back in the car. We're driving. The CD starts to skip. And we both lean over and go, oh, to touch it, like to, to fix it. And we look up, and there's a giant wall on the passenger side we're driving by. And I'm like, I have no idea what this wall is. And I go, do you know what this wall is? Did they just put it up? And she starts screaming, oh, my God, we're in Tijuana. We're in Mexico. We never passed all those streets. It's Garnet, Grand, SeaWorld. We never passed the eight. We never got on the 163. We never passed a border crossing. We were just there. And I immediately pulled off, and she called her husband because she was kind of freaked out. Yeah. And it's a Saturday, so you it took us five hours to get out of Mexico. Oh, my gosh. Right? This upon, upon, one thing upon the other upon the other. And um, we when we got out, we called someone we knew that worked Border Patrol, and we said, how did we get in? And he said, I have no idea. There is no way there would be a Mexican Border Patrol. There would be an American Border Patrol. Yeah. There's something. I don't know how you did that. And then um, we also we called my animal communicator because Courage was with me, and I said, I'm not going to tell you anything. Just ask Courage what just happened. And she said, he's showing it to me like a TV show when people are in one room and then they go through the wall and they're in another room. And then we called when we got to the hotel, which, by the way, my gig was at 8, and I walked in at 5 to 8. That's how long it took us to get there. Oh, my gosh. And I told the guy I got in a car accident because I wasn't going to tell him. I think it went through a wormhole. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm in Mexico right now trying to get out. Yeah. Um, it would have taken us from Carlsbad to get to Tijuana. I think we had it timed at like 30 minutes. Okay. Which that should be over an hour. Yeah. You would have been going so fast. And we never uh, we never figured that out. And a weird news story was at that time there was a guy that got arrested in Mexico. And he was, uh, uh, was out of the military. And he got arrested because he went to Mexico and he had all these guns in his trunk. And when he went over the border or when he got over there, he said to them, hey, just 
honestly, I'm going to tell you, there's guns in the trunk so that he wouldn't get arrested. Like, yeah. hey, I just can't. And they arrested. It was a big deal. But whenever they asked him, he said he didn't know how he got into Mexico. Whoa. And it was right along that same time. So that was one of the weirdest things. Yeah, because it's like, okay, why did that happen? What does that mean about my concept of reality? Yep. Is this happening when I'm not, like, it was, tapped into it? Yeah, that, that time loss there. Yes. And it was literally, we looked down at the CD, and we both looked at it and, like, pointed at it. I remember that moment. I don't know if it was, like, in slow motion or what, but that was the moment. And then we looked up, and like I said, I knew that area inside out, and I was like, what is this? Um, somebody told me they had heard there was a wormhole there, but I'll tell you that was, that is as crazy as it gets because that one, I don't have any footing on it at all. Are you kind of freaked out to drive that way now? Um, you know, I think I always end up going the other way, but not by being freaked out. Um, just by, uh, I don't think I ever drive that. I go the other way, but it's no, that was, and then another kind of weird experience, which was a tarot experience, which this is, this is my, I think the most fascinating to me is, um, I was reading for this woman and she said, she thought her husband was possessed at this time. He was drinking a lot. And Mm -hmm. she said, when I, when, when we're in bed, he was making all these funny noises and she would say, I have to pray. This happened before, so she was out of it. And I was like, all right, well, hang on. And I was like, I don't think he was possessed. I don't think that was possession. And years ago, I had done ayahuasca, and I had nice. this experience <laughs> yeah, where the lady said to me, I, where the, there's a vine spirit you talked to on ayahuasca. She showed me an Indian woman to my left who I remember clearly, and an African-American man to my right that I don't remember at all. And she said this is you. And I said, Oh, this is past lives. And she said, no, no, this is you. And I said, Oh, cause there's no time. And she said, no, this is you now as though your three consciousnesses on the planet. Yeah. So as I'm reading for, I'm kind of looking at this guy that is, she thought was possessed as like, no. And then it hits me and I see another man and he is the magician card. Ooh. And I, I go, this, this is one of those where you go, hey, this is a little woo for you. Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> I know that he's a magician or he's a an occult. He's dark and he's a cult. And I said, um, this is another one of his consciousnesses that knows how to do this and is trying to get into your husband's body at night. Oh. So he knows he's the other consciousness. He's located your husband and he was trying to get in. <gasps> Ooh, I just got chills. And the magician turns around and looks at me. And I said to her, this is so weird, but he can see me. Whoa. Right? So sure enough, a week later, my apartment is very creepy. A lot of moving around, a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I call my go-to guy, my demonologist, and I'm like, something's odd here. And also another weird coincidence was uh, uh, somebody called me and they're like, Hey, I think I'm a liaison for jinn. You know, jinn. Yeah. for anybody that doesn't jinn or Middle Eastern, like demons or spirits or Like whatever. almost like tricksters. Tricksters. Yeah. And then somebody started sending me, you got to listen to this podcast about jinn. And then somebody else was sending me all this stuff. And then my phone literally puts up an icon of a jinn, which why they are, have emojis that are jinn, I don't know. But yeah. they're there. 
And I was like, this is too weird. So I called Tommy and I was like, how do I take care of this without missing a beat? He goes, Karen, did you piss off a magician? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And at first it didn't hit me. I was like, I don't think so, Tommy. I've been fine. Yeah. And then as soon as I cleared out the apartment, it was like, oh, it was that one. It was that guy. Do you have any theories about like why there would be multiple consciousnesses and like what, like, is it just like another person that is floating through a vastness trying to tether? Like, what do you think? I think it's like there, since we're in 3D, we're in the third dimension Mm -hmm. and you and I are working, our psychic work is, well, I don't know if I'd say it's fourth or fifth dimension, but it's a different perspective on the third. Yeah. Yeah. So there's an ancient book called Flatlands, and it's about uh, two-dimensional people, like they live on a piece of paper, yeah, and they meet a three-dimensional ball, which is a, it's a round ball. So this round ball is passing through their second dimension, okay? Uh-huh. They don't see the round ball, because from their perspective, all they see is a very dot yeah. that turns into a line, gets bigger, and then gets smaller. Yeah. Right? Because that's how a circle would pass through. I think that there is so much to the collective consciousness and a dimension there that we don't even have the comprehension to put together that almost me and the Indian girl and the African-American man, there's something that we share Mm -hmm. that is, um, it might be the same information. Yeah. It's no surprising uh, Indian woman who may, you know, she looks like to me, whatever she may meditate or we may share an experience mm-hmm. or a personality. And because we think it's one thing right here in the 3D, I think it's actually got a much more expansive reach. Right. And it made me think, what happens when one of them dies? Oh. Like, I think sometimes it might be, um, there might be a paranormal experience. That's funny that bird just chirped in. Yeah. <laughs> or you might get there. If they're all, like, I might get the Indian girl's psychic stuff. Like, all of a sudden, I have a psychic bump. Yeah. Or, or I might get incredibly sad. Yeah. Or I think that that it's it's almost like I picture it as, like, a dome where, that connects us. And when the dome gets thrown off, it just throws off something. Where, you it know, just changes things or it transforms just changes it. things. What's weird is when you said, like, right when you were saying, like, what would happen if one of them died? I was thinking like, what happens to them when Karen dies? Like right when yeah. you said that, I was <laughs> yeah. like, what does that mean then for that relationship? And like, do you know, do you get to have a conversation with them? Or like, what does that even look like? Interesting. Yeah. Cause I kind of thought, you know, if my question is more, and this is so stupid, but I remember when I was a plane on a plane once, I saw this movie by Jean-Claude Van Damme and it was called Time Cop. And he couldn't oh talk to himself in it. I, he, saw, right? I saw them making fun of that movie, that why was this made or whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? And they kept saying matter can't hold the same space. Like he can't touch himself. Matter can't be in the same space. Yeah. So I was thinking that like matter can't be in the same, <laughs> can't be in the same place. Time cop. Just, it's just, it lives on. Right. Karen. <laughs> but I thought, I wonder if I'm not supposed to, like I can't go near them or something like that. Something weird like that. Yeah. I'm curious about your fairy attachment because fairies have always just been one of those things where I'm like, I'm not fucking with it. Mm. I know I don't need my shit to go missing for no reason. I don't want to like, I don't want my keys to be gone. Like I'm not doing it. And I'm just like, what happened there? What was the spell? It was, and 
And now I, I call it a fairy attachment. And when the special comes out, people will understand. It's so funny now. But it's, um, I'm not positive right now that it's a fairy or it's not something that came through with the fairy. But we had, um, there's always people over. I used to have Tuesday nights. People used to come over, meditate or whatever we were doing, whatever the hell we were doing. And a witch came over one time and she said, do y'all want to do a fairy spell? And we were like, whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and it's so funny because my demonologist friend was there and he was like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And he cleans <laughs> up everybody's mess. And those are his famous last words. People like, oh, I'll do it. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Yeah. And then he lets it go because you have to learn yourself. So we did, a, I guess it was a binding spell and everybody made a wish and we tied a piece of string into knots. And then we left the fairy chocolate. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it was in my house. So she taped it to my ceiling or something. But I remember getting up the next day and the chocolate was totally different. Like I was like, did we have toffee? Because I thought it was chocolate and it looks like toffee now. Yeah. Um, and I threw it away. Oh. And which I'm sure there was probably better instructions. And I'm like, you got to put it outside. You got to yes. bury it. You got to like, put like that. it in she a plant. Told me nothing. <laughs> Show me nothing. Yeah. Um, but I do have to thank her because I have a special coming. Like, it, it turned it into can, a whole it turned, special. Yeah, like, it ended up being for the... Yes, it would be very funny on the special. But, but and then everybody's spell started to happen. And people call me. Like, one girl was an actress. Hadn't she been on TV in years? She got an immediate job. Wow. Somebody else called me. Was like, hey, I just got a check. I wasn't expecting. Da, da, da. And nothing of mine is happening. But I started getting very angry. And I started getting very mean. And a friend of mine, I was on the phone with her. I started getting unbelievably depressed. And my friend was like, this isn't you. This is not you. I don't know what happened, but this isn't you. And this is where it gets, well, this is where it gets crazy. Um, my friend, the animal communicator, I, every night I would go to bed and I thought courage had fleas because I was getting pinched on either shoulder. I was getting pinched, bit, pitch, bit. And I thought, why? He doesn't, I can't find a flea on him. What's going on? So... One night, the animal communicator calls me, and she goes, listen, Courage just contacted me. And he, he said, you have a really bad attachment, and he can only see it. It comes in and out, and you're wearing it like a cape. It's coming over your shoulders one after the other. Oh, bite, yep. bite. Yeah. So I called Tommy, uh, my demonologist friend, and he was like, okay, he... It's very in. The, I'm I'm having trouble not doing doing this without the jokes because it's because I've done it so many times with the jokes. Yeah. Today, right? <laughs> but like he goes, to, he gave me a list of oils. He said, "Do you have these three oils?" And I said, "I do." And uh, he said, "Really? Why?" Uh, but I had these three oils, <laughs> and he had me put them together, say a prayer. He gave me like a little ritual, and then he said, "Put it on the back of your neck because that's the entrance point where it was attached." Right. So I did that, and I felt this big cold. It felt like a glob of, like, jelly. Oh, sorry, everyone, if I hit the mic, a bug came by. Yeah. <laughs> and it went all the way down my back, and it hit the bottom of my tailbone. So I called the animal communicator, and I said, you know, what just happened? And she asked Courage, and Courage said, you made it worse. Now there's a big hook all the way down your back. Oh. So I went over to Tommy's, and Tommy ended up removing it with all you know his cat it was a very bizarre he was like i can't quite get it is it there is it not there and then his cat walked in and somehow his cat spooked this thing because my body dropped about a half inch and tommy goes there it is and it was and it was like the cat was pointing at it in the corner whoa and um 
then he did all this Reiki and stuff to sort of seal up and everything. And uh, since then, I have done so many podcasts on Faye and a lot of study on them. And I think it was a puka because the real problem came in after we had done the spell. I skipped a part here, sorry. After we had done the spell, whenever I meditated, I would see a man in a bunny suit, a man dressed in a bunny suit, like from Donnie Darko. Yeah. And I couldn't get this image out of my head. And I told my friend, and she um, she's, was older. She said, do you remember that movie Harvey? And I was like, no. Oh, my God. I One of my guys is named Harvey because oh, he, he reminds me of that movie. Oh, that's see? And she said, you got to talk to that thing. you got to talk to it. It's going to help you. So I was like, okay. So I opened a conversation with it, which was wrong oh. because I gave it permission to attach when I started talking to it. It was oh. whatever we conjured with that spell. And it kept looking, it was like right there. And I should have said something like, if you're a, not of a higher vibration or whatever, I didn't. But I was yeah. like, oh, you're going to help me, right? Oh, my God, I know. I've been there. Yes. And then I got really angry. And then, um, and that's when it all went down. And it's funny because I'll sometimes feel the pinching. And one of the ladies I was talking about, because I thought I was writing the special and sometimes when I write it, activity in my place will, will jump up. Her. And the lady that was a fairy and elemental specialist, she said, you got to remember this thing is going to like the attention. Yeah. So, and now it's almost nil. Like, I don't know that it's there. I know that whenever something like that happens, you have a connection to it. So it's always there. If I screw up, it'll be back. But, yeah. Um, but it was just a um, it, people that, like when I tell it as it's funny. I had somebody come over to me and go, "I had something like that. It really wasn't as funny as yours." And I was like, "No, no. When it was happening, it's awful. It wasn't funny at all. Yeah, you just like comedy is the the therapy that just yes. like you know like it, it almost makes it feel like there there was value in it. Like yeah. if I can get some comedy out of this horrible experience, if I can find <laughs> a way to laugh at it, then it was like somehow not as bad or like somehow it was worth it or it's like it right. assigns meaning in some ways. And I know that laughter is like a really good way to dissipate, you know, attachment and stuff. Yeah. Well, I feel like if I'm able to laugh at something, it's just like it, it, it loses its ability to alter my emotions in a way that I don't want it to. Right. You know? Right. Like, Great okay. way to put it. Yeah. And I think um, it's really weird, but I also feel like, you know, it's one of those things where if one person is supposed to hear it, that's fine. If if a bunch of people are supposed to hear it. But I think society needs to take a look at if something does, you know, people do change suddenly. And right. they could have attachments. And it's just interesting to sort of float that out there in my goofy comedy way. But maybe people will be like, huh, maybe I should watch what I say or you know people mm -hmm. dabble in witchcraft and ouija boards all the time without thinking without knowing about i know like even if i'm like someone it's even if there's someone that i'm close to and like their mood shifts and they get they get in a bad mood i'll see black orbs around mm. them and i'm like Ugh, like what did you pick up like what you, like right. what, like or are you generating this like where like but i see i see it how it can like like you said just an effect affect someone really quickly i had something similar happen to me like when you, when you said like, I shouldn't have talked to it because I was in the bath, which is like where I astral project basically. Like that's where like it, all the guards come down. And I, I feel like I have very strong wards in my house. I don't feel like shit gets in here very often. 
Um, but at the door of my bathroom, there was like, literally at the door, there was like a, a man who, it was just an outline of a man, but his body was all galaxy. Oh. And it was really pretty. And, <laughs> and like, he asked like, like, hey, can I come in? And I was like, okay. And then like nothing happened. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then a couple nights later, something woke me up. And I, I was laying on my side and I looked at where my nightstand is and there was something leaning over, like checking out my crystals, Wow! like looking at my crystals. And then it like basically teleported into my closet and like was just like grinning at me, like kind of creepy. Uh. And I was like, I don't know if this is good or bad. And I don't know where this is coming from either. Like I wasn't sure. And then like a week later, I had a fucked up sleep paralysis, like a really, really bad one to the point where I was just like, I call my protection, I call my protection, I call my protection. And then I had to cleanse the whole place. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I wonder if it was trying to get into your body. It felt like it was trying to do something. And then I was like, where did this come from? Like, why is it, you know what I mean? And then it's just Uh. like, you can't, I just felt like I had to shut it down and I didn't want to analyze it. Like I had theories about like what, what, where it could have come from, but I just was like, Shut it down. I know. You know, sometimes <laughs> I see that thing in my apartment in my mind and I'm like, nope, yep. I'm not doing that again. Yeah. You know, that's an interesting thing. When we do investigations in houses, we tell the people, we have the people leave and then we address the spirit so that it connects with us, not them. Yeah. And that's so smart. then it doesn't go, well, wait, you talked to me yesterday, so we're going to come and bother you all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another thing that's interesting, I have to finish John Zephis's book, but it's too terrifying because he's Uh-oh. another demonologist. And he talks about how demons will knock on the door and ask who's there. When there's a knock on the door and you open it and nobody's there, something happened. Oh, shit. And I have people that they live, they're a couple, and they live alone in a house and something knocks on the bedroom door and I'm like did you open it and I was like if you're the only one in the house and something knocks on the door don't open it that I had that happen to me at my last apartment it sounded like um acrylic nails tapping on my door and I thought it was my roommate fucking with me and I I did open the door and but no one was home and I was like and then there was another time where I there was scratching on my door so I don't know I don't think anything happened, but I ha- I had pretty serious wards up in that in that room too, just because I had other people living with me. But I didn't I didn't know that about the knocking on the door in demons. It's very interesting. Well, you know what too? I wonder if that applies to many many things. Like I got I have to like I say I have to finish the I have to finish the book. I live in such an apartment a complex that is haunted and people yeah. are moving out and I can't stand that because I'm like, oh, is everybody going to come over? Are they all going to come over to my place? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I literally, sometimes I just have to go, everyone out, or I'll get up in the middle of the night, or I'll have to be like, not in the bedroom, everybody out. Yeah. You know? And sometimes, usually the dog doesn't go nuts, but if the dog starts to go nuts, then I get a little like, all right, what's what's really going on here? Yeah. Um, but I know that, um, uh, I think I forgot, I forgot what I was going to say. That happens all the time, too. Um, like knocking and spirits trying to come in? I think that we, each person has a different level of protection that's not even our own, mm-hmm. that is either an angel or a somebody. I was doing some research on demons, and my friend Diet, who's just brilliant, did a channeling on angels and demons. And she said, demons are a collection 
of the of humans dark side oh and that they are trapped here in this dimension until we get that figured out and it was funny because i've had two cases come up recently and the person that had the attachment or the possession both times the people were like but she was the sweetest person ever she never said a bad thing about anyone she never she used to you know she was the sweetest and i was always like that's almost always to me someone that doesn't acknowledge their dark side Mm -hmm. like mother Teresa became possessed talk about not acknowledging your dark side right and um as society and then we can get back to religion which by the way in my book in that book the rabbi's tarot religion means to bind back that word means to bind back that's interesting it is the word sin means missing the mark sin was actually an archery term that was just it didn't mean something terrible you did something terrible it meant you missed the mark a little it bit. It became that. Right. And demons were supposed to be teachers. They were supposed to teach us. Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, something may have come in, but your guides or whatever goes on above us might have been like, no, she's already learned this one. Yeah. Yeah, we got it. That's interesting. Like the guy, the galaxy guy might have been like, like I always think this fairy actually has protected me. Because now that I know, and now I'm like, I, I'll, I'm not real interested in too much magic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know my limits. If you're going to do it, Karen, you learn, you read all the books. I think it taught me so much caution. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I think that I did learn, um, learn about a little bit of discernment because I'm inviting shit in all the time. Like, you know me what I too. mean? And like, it's not often that something knocks at my door. And so if something's trying to get in that I'm not seeking, that's now when I'm like, mm, what, like, what's happening here? <laughs> yeah. And you're probably way more sensitive. Like to me, I, I, I have a friend actually, that's a witch. That's amazing. That is working with me now with demonic stuff. In fact, if you ever want to talk to her, yeah, she'd be a great guest. <laughs> I go, uh, because she's very funny. She says, I do middle management. Tommy does the big guy, <laughs> <laughs> but whatever, they both have their ways and they're both phenomenal. And, um, she explains to me, like right now I'm transcribing all the stuff she explained to me. Cause I'm like, why do you not have a book? And yeah. she's like, I don't know. And I go, all right, I will transcribe it and you can edit it because the stuff that she knows is unbelievable. And it's like, if I knew all that, I might participate, but I don't. Right. You know, I didn't know fairy spell. I had no problem tying a string for whatever I wished for. Yeah. And putting chocolate on the ceiling. Oh, little bird. I know we got a little bird. I know. It's just like hanging out, checking us out. It's like, (laughs) it's good. We had some butterflies too. I don't know if you noticed. And like, there was a bee. Like we've had little critters kind of. Oh, I like that. I always feel like they want to join in whenever magical discussions are happening. I I have a new thing with birds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think there's a, you know, as terrifying as it all is, it is a system. Yeah. And it's sort of, you know, like you said, like now, if that ever happens again or somebody you know to go, get out. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I think that like, like you said, like sometimes creepy stuff will just like kind of find its way in. And then it's just like, I like do exactly what you do. Like, no, this isn't happening. Like, it's like, but you like, you have to not feed it that like, oh, what is it? Because it gives it, it generates the power for it. Yeah. The curiosity or any connection or. Yeah. I constantly um, burn incense. Yep. I switch up the ones I burn and, and 
Yeah, and even I can tell when I, sometimes when I do a podcast alone on a particularly scary topic, I can hear the room starts to move around <laughs> or like, you know, yeah. things are shifting. So it's there. But I do think, um, like I once was involved in a case where um, literally I got a phone call and they were like, are you okay? And I wow. think I was the only one, this was two weeks after, I was the only one that didn't seem to get attacked. Wow. And um, somebody was like, you, you must really have some protection. And I swear to you, that is something I am grateful for every night before I go to bed. Like, yeah. whoever, I thank you, you know. Yeah. Because everybody else got it. And, and it was just, yeah. I think knowing to ask for that protection, too, and knowing to ask for that help, I think, I think that, like, there are certain, like, I don't know, like, it can get complex when it comes to how much they can work with us from beyond the veil because free will to an extent is still a thing. Yeah. And so I think that sometimes like our guides are on the other side, like fucking just ask, like <laughs> just ask and I'll do it. But like, you have to ask. And yeah. so that's why like, I'm always like, okay, I call my protection. Like you're here now. Like, you know, <laughs> Yeah. well, since the fairy, since it was sort of on my back, um, I always meditate with protection. And I like, now I have wings or Aww. my, my energy is like big wings that just are like nothing will come near them. They will. They are. They are the barrier. Like we know if something's coming up from behind. Yeah. And um. And yeah. And I actually I have a tattoo, and it started out as a post-it note, and the post-it note said, um, "Michael, send help, Karen." And it was to Archangel Michael. Oh, yeah, that's, that's he's so my cute. favorite. Like I, I, I love like he's around all the time. Oh my god. And gosh. now he's got flowers on it, so it's not quite a post-it note, but I feel like I. I, I feel, I guess sometimes people think they have a, um, you know, that that's my archangel. And so Michael's kind of mine. But, you know, do you ever feel like this? This is a very odd question. I love it. I'm I here for always kind of say, I always, um, like when I say my prayers or I ask for meditation, and I always acknowledge, the uh, first thing I ask is to take my ego away. Yeah. And then I always am kind of like, but I'm just a little human. Like, why would you come help me? Uh, and then I think, well, they're, they, they're not like one person. Like, if we're helping you, we yeah. can't help someone else. And I get a little on that level of, um, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, is, is it, we should ask. We I think should we ask. should. Yeah. I, I think that, like, I don't know. I kind of sometimes feel like we're some form of entertainment for the other side. Maybe that's and it. And it's like, so maybe I think that's why they engage, but I don't know. <laughs> we'll yeah. have to, we'll have to have more talks in the future. I've already had you for an hour, so I don't want to, I don't want to keep you for too long. I could talk to you forever. I know. I'm like, the, I'm like, I can see how this, if I don't stop it now is going to turn into another hour. <laughs> um, if people want to find you online, if you know, anything you want to plug the next few minutes are yours. Sure. Uh, the, you can find me at KarenRontowski.com or ParanormalKaren.com. Paranormal Karen is my podcast that you will hear Renee on. And um, yeah, I have a new CD coming out that if you join my email list uh, at KarenRontowski.com, that's where you can kind of find everything. You can book a tarot reading. But I have a new CD. It's called Psychic Stand Up, the Valentine's Edition, where I'm going to do a series of these where I read tarot on stage um, and made it funny. Yeah. And it's an hour. I think it's 45 minutes to an hour. And I, it's just coming out. And I think people will enjoy it. So you can that email sounds- me. It should be out this week or next week. But if you're on my email list, you'll get when it comes out. 
Perfect. That sounds perfect for this audience too. So yeah. check it out. Again, thank you so much for being here. Anytime. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, we'll do it again. Awesome. Thanks again for tuning in. If you guys do need any last minute Christmas gifts, it's uh, a little bit late to put orders in on my website, but I will ship them out immediately to try and get things out to you in time. But I can guarantee you that I will send you a gift certificate that you can print up uh, on time. So if you need a last minute gift for someone, I do offer certificates for one hour psychic tarot or astrology readings. If you mention the Glittercast, the episode with Karen Wontowski, or just mention that you listened to the Glittercast and that you heard that me talk about this offer, I will give you $20 off. Uh, this is just through the end of 2020 though, cause I can't, I don't want to do that forever. So <laughs> I hope you guys have a beautiful holiday season and I will see you on Witch Doctorate and I will see you back here in the new year. Bye. Bye.